My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today with very exciting guest, Dr. Lara. Um, you know, we were just actually having a conversation in regards to, you know, how we are the creators of our own health, you know, and empowered healing and everything around that. And if, if you can get on top of that, how your, your entire health within your life and everywhere else within your body, your mind, your spirit, your health, your business, whatever it might be, like that can all change. Now, Dr. Laura, Laura, please, do you mind diving in and elaborating on, you know, those hot points I just mentioned? Because I think it's something that we all overlook at times in our life, you know, and don't actually take a look at, you know, why are some things going wrong in our lives or with our health and really looking at the root cause and how to go about handling that. Do you want to elaborate on exactly what you do? And even if you want to touch on some of your story as well, where it led you to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. So um, I am a functional medicine practitioner and advanced practice clinical pharmacist. So I'm actually a pharmacist that helps people get off of medication. Uh, So that in and of itself makes me sort of a unicorn in the field. But uh, also I am an energy practitioner and also teacher. So I'm master attuned in a Sui Reiki, Angelic Reiki crystal Reiki. I teach channeling and um, other avenues of intuitive healing as in addition to merging that into my functional medicine practice. So combining the functional medicine, which is root cause system-based evidence-based approach and natural way of healing, getting to that root cause of inflammation that's causing imbalance in our body. But then for those that are ready and looking for that extra deep dive, where are we storing our traumas? Where are we storing our emotions in our body? And how is that correlating to where the imbalance and dis-ease is manifesting itself and showing up as symptoms or whatever it is that we're looking to heal, quote unquote, fix. Although, you know, I take issue with that, that whole term of, you know, this needs to be fixed or cured because really we're all on a journey. And health is wealth. So like when you said, like this will manifest in many avenues and ways in people's lives, when we start to feel better, then that ripples out into the rest of our life. So how are our relationships? How is our career? How is, you know, how we take care of ourselves in the emotional, spiritual, and physical way. So it's all connected. And I think we're starting to understand more and more, even from the scientific aspect of how our thoughts actually can change the structure of our DNA, the whole field of epigenetics, you know, our environment can alter our DNA. Well, part of our environment, our inner environment is our thoughts. And, you know, when we think, let's say like we can constantly think, you know, I'm fat, I'm ugly, you know, all these things that a lot of young women and, you know, I think women of all ages sort of constantly, we have this like constant sort of, um, you know, 
dialogue going on in our, in our heads if we're in this space of judging ourselves and comparing ourselves to celebrities or you know whatever it is or the you know the media and the magazines and how you know we show our young girls how they're quote unquote supposed to look um you know i i think we are just now starting to realize that that mantra changes how our body functions uh, it's no coincidence that we are made up of cells we're made up of energy and you know how we um, think will determine how we feel about things, how we emote our emotions. And then that creates our actions and our results, which ultimately creates our whole reality. So becoming aware of what are we thinking about whatever symptoms we're having? So whether it's, you know, struggling with our weight or um, I work a lot with patients that are pre-diabetic or, or have type 2 diabetes and teaching them how to eat and not only, you know, what to eat and when, but how stress affects our body and stress mm. can raise our glucose levels. And so just even, you know, you might be eating quote unquote, all the right things, but if you're on a, you know, schedule of constant stress, then you're inflamed and that's going to drive your blood sugar up. So really starting to reconnect our minds with our bodies, our emotions, our even just our spirit and our soul self, connecting it all back together because we are created of cells that are protons, neutrons, electrons. It's all energy. It's physics. And it's really, you know, it's how the universe works. It's how the stars work. We work in the exact same way. Attraction, you know, um, propulsion, gravity, all of that, it affects us. We are energetic beings having a human experience. And so um, I think we have this um, pandemic really throughout our culture of disconnection, and that shows up in a myriad of ways. And so one of the things that I do within my practice is I start to reconnect our, you know, minds, bodies, spirits, souls together, because it does manifest in the physical if we, you know, um, perpetuate that lifestyle of disconnection. A hundred percent. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit, you know, we, you already touched on mindset and energy and stuff like that, but I really want to go deeper as to, you know, what the, what role does the mindset and, you know, motivational plan adopting like, you know, a proactive approach to health. And I mean, how can individuals cultivate, you know, that positive mindset uh, towards their well-being in every aspect, like every area of their life, starting with the mindset? Well, the first step to any change is curiosity and willingness. And that mm -hmm. usually takes us into awareness. And so in order to change anything, we have to be aware of it first. And once we're aware of it, then we get to decide, do we want to change? So when it comes to you know, mindset work, mindfulness, it's really about creating and cultivating uh, time and space in your life to start that introspection, to really start, you know, evaluating what are my thoughts every day when I wake up in the morning? Are they thoughts of I'm grateful to be here? I'm grateful for the life that I have grateful for this roof over my head, you know, or is it, 
oh God, I have to go to work or, oh, I have so much to do today. Or man, Mm. my back really hurts today or my head really hurts, you know, or some of us even say like my body hates me or, you know, that the acronym FML, which I, you know, I'll (laughs) preserve the profanity, but but, but we already know what it means. And, you know, and we, you know, I was a kid that grew up with anxiety, but it wasn't labeled anxiety because I'm a kid of the 80s. So, but usually most days before I would go to school, I was so nervous that I couldn't eat. And if I tried to eat, I usually would throw up before I go to, I went to school. And we, we, I never, we really like connected those two things that my, it was my thoughts about going to school that was creating the anxiety that was then showing up in my life as, you know, stomach ache, that churning feeling, and then, you know, possibly throwing up before school. So even just that little piece there shows us that mind body connection. It's our thoughts that are, that can either create health or create disease. And, you know, some people are like, well, you know, our thoughts aren't tangible. So how does that happen? And really, we're just now starting to dive into that in terms of scientific research and figure it out. But it's something that spiritually we've known for millennia. So it's, I I think we're living in a really exciting time of we're finally being able to start, you know, validating so many spiritual things, or if you want to call it woo-woo, we're actually being able to validate it with scientific research. And so I, I think it's exciting and fascinating. I like that. Yes, absolutely. Now, managing anxiety, managing stress. I mean, how can individuals proactively manage that, um, you know, as a part of their overall health and wellness routine day by day? Any advice? As you have done it yourself, it looks like, right? (laughs) Yes. And I am a big proponent of meditation. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, maybe exacerbated or sighing or rolling eyes like, oh, God, this word meditation again. (laughs) But it is such a powerful tool. The other thing I would say in conjunction with that is have someone that you work with that can help you. So whether it's a therapist, a coach, um, you know, a friend, maybe a support group of some sort we're not alone on this planet. We're part of the, you know, the interconnected web of life across the planet. So we shouldn't isolate ourselves. And I know it can be really easy to isolate instead of asking for help, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Seek out all the resources and figure out what works for you. Maybe meditation doesn't work for you and that's okay. Maybe yoga, maybe just gentle walking and being in nature. There are so many ways that we can relieve stress and mitigate stress. And and really, once we get into this practice, I think we learn to choose to not be stressed because really it's a choice. And this is part of when you said at the beginning, we create our health, and which is also one of the tenets of my practice and is empowering my clients to really understand that every action we take is a choice. And that can be so empowering, especially if we choose not to judge ourselves for what we're choosing. So, you know, reframing that sentence of, oh God, I have to go to work today. I'm choosing to go to work. I might not like my job, but I'm choosing to go there. 
But that also means that I can choose to look for another job. I can choose to get my resume together. I can choose to work my contacts and see, you right. know, like I can make all these other choices, but just shifting that pers- yeah, but just shifting that perspective of, oh God, I have to go to work versus I'm choosing to go a job that I'm not stoked on. Right. Right. A hundred percent. It shifts the power dynamic. It really does. And also, or looking at it like, you know, I'm choosing to go to work at a place I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of, but I, you know, I'm powerful and I can find a job elsewhere at the right time. And, you know, it's on its way. Better's coming, you know, or just shifting that, not being like, oh, I have to go to work. Like, yeah. Or even looking at it like, I'm, I'm grateful I have a job right now. You know, that gratitude too comes in handy. Yeah. Thank goodness. I have a job. It's going to pay me. I'm going to get a paycheck and that's going to allow me, you know, to have fun, to go on a trip, to pay my bills, whatever it is to have a roof over my head. Even if it's the most simple things, um, really that practice of gratitude. And, And I will say throughout some of the, the darkest and, um, most challenging times in my life, it's, it's been those little things that have shifted it to, um, how would you say like more of like a a purpose of, I'm not just here floating randomly, uh, you know, on this planet, but I can shift my perspective to be purposeful and, you know, figuring out what that is. And, you know, I think each of us uh, chose our souls chose to incarnate on this planet, especially at this time right now. And, how exciting is that we live in such an amazing connected chain like powerful changing evolving exciting time yes there's a lot of contrast and then there's a lot of strife and polarity but you know we can have a positive impact but it starts within us first and choosing that mindset choosing those thoughts uh, one of the th- other things that um, is super powerful in my life is just the concept of a thought download. So taking mm-hmm. the time every day to just write down all the thoughts in my head and then looking looking at them. Okay, which ones of these are true? Which ones of these are not even true that are not even mine that I, you know, took on from, you know, culture or ancestors or, you know, whatever it was. These And by looking at them, you can choose to either keep them, release them, or change them. And, you know, it seems so simple, but it can be so powerful. And that doesn't always necessarily mean simple means easy, but it's, you know, it's not complicated. It's not a multi-step, you know, like it's not a huge algorithm. It's just write your thoughts down, take a look at them, don't judge them or yourself, you know, bring some self-love and compassion to this practice because that is, again, I think one of the things that gets us through this life as humans is cultivating self-love. We loved ourselves as babies and we were taught not to over the years throughout our, you know, um, our evolution as as humans. So it's it's something that we have to sort of reteach ourselves to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned earlier, like the power of gratitude is huge, honestly, and meditating. I'm a big fan of, I'm a firm believer in it as well. And it helps me daily. And I know if I don't, my whole day, it's just, it's not the same. I mean, it really sets the tone for me if I make it a priority to do every morning before I, you know, go to work for myself or go to do anything. Like it really sets the tone in a positive way. Um, Now I wanted to kind of ask you 
I really wanted to touch on this in regards to what we talked about a little bit at the beginning. Now, what would you what would you say um, would be a advice to those individuals, um, you know, taking accountability for their own health, but effectively communicating with healthcare professionals? I mean, and taking that active role in their medical decisions, that sort of thing. I kind of want to hear what you have to say a little bit deeper in regards to. Sure. So I think it's important that we have an open dialogue with our practitioners. What does that mean? And what does that look like? It can be as simple as, let's say you're investigating a thyroid condition. You want to make sure that your doctor is going to dig a little deeper than just a TSH. So just ask, you know, like, are you willing to do these extra tests? Um, You know, what is your approach? So it's, so it's not, we don't want it to be adversarial, but we do want it to be an open dialogue and an open conversation because this is your health. Mm -hmm. You should be able to decide, you know, um, your treatment approach and strategy along with the advice and the guidance of your doctor or your practitioner, how, whatever that looks like for you. And so, you know, I wouldn't come in and start demanding things because nobody likes to be demanded to, but definitely don't be afraid to like interview uh, your doctor or practitioner and just say, you know, like if we're investigating this disease state or this imbalance, what is your approach? And listen to what they have to say. And then if you have an idea of a different approach or maybe some extra steps, ask them if they're open and willing to do that. And if not, then, you know, you can politely just say, well, do you have a referral or is this something that you're open to approaching with maybe, you know, like building a team of practitioners? I think it's really important for all of us to have our medical team. And, you know, what does that mean? Well, that could be your yoga instructor. It could be your acupuncturist and your massage therapist, also your PCP, your Western medicine practitioner. And maybe you also have a functional medicine practitioner. So, you know, it's, I think we're living in this new time where we understand that our health is multifactorial. And I really think it's, it's unrealistic to put that whole expectation on one person, on one practitioner, on one MD. Right. So our health is created in a variety of ways. So we should have a health team that involves a variety of practitioners and expertise. Yeah. So not just relying on the, you know, what one says, but really, really, you know, doing your research and connecting with more than one and then making your own decision, feeling better on the decision you make based on that. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And just tuning in with yourself, like what resonates with you? Like if you go to, you know, a physician and they do some tests and they say, okay, well now take these medications, but they don't explain to you what they are, why, what their possible side effects are, what are some alternatives before putting you on medication? Is that the route you want to take? If it is, that's fine. But if it's not, don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, with respect and, you know, again, gentleness and compassion for both yourself and your practitioner. But, you know, it's, there are a lot of practitioners out there. And so it's, it should be the same with a therapist, you know, like I've, I know friends of mine and even myself that have 
you know, tried a lot of different therapists before they find the right one that they resonate with. So it's a matter of just being open and knowing that 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 first match might not be perfect and that's okay. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Now, I really wanted to make sure we have a little bit of time left over to dive into your podcast. Now, Light Body Radio, let's talk about that. What were your intentions behind the show and where is it at today? Well, when I first started, I wasn't really sure I had an intention. I was just newly starting my practice and I was looking for a way to, you know, just reach more people. Um, I feel like, and I know now that the functional medicine uh, revolution, so to speak, or movement really has the potential to change how we look at our bodies, how we look at healing, how we look at, um, and medicine in general. And so by, you know, creating a platform that can be featured on so many different apps and sites and platforms and all of that, it really does have the potential to um, help so many people that might feel you know, lost in the milieu of what our Western medicine system has become. So um, that's originally why I started it. I just wanted to reach as many people and help as many people as possible. But I also wanted to bring forward this concept of merging the physical with the energetic and really start challenging people to just start thinking about it in a different way. I'm not asking anyone to agree with me or, you know, to, you know, like, sort of like, quote unquote, follow me, like I am not a guru. (laughs) But I do enjoy, you know, bringing new perspectives and, um, and challenging how we think about things challenging, what are our norms, what have become our standards, because the only thing constant in this life is change. And so while we have standards for certain things, is that really what's serving us best? We should challenge and ask those questions. And um, so I like to bring together a variety of practitioners, have you know these really great conversations. And so just like my practice, my podcast uh, brings, I think, pretty equally um, energetic perspectives along with uh, physical perspectives of healing and wellness. Absolutely. This is incredible. Now, tell me how you know, do you often get clients for your coaching practices come from the podcast as well when they get to know, like, and trust you kind of thing? I think so. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's, it's great for my practice, but it's also, again, like part of my intention and purpose now is to spread the word of all of the variety of health of healing modalities out there. And so um, I, at the end of my podcast, I always leave room for what I call shameless self-promotion for the, for the practitioner I'm interviewing so that people also have the opportunity to, if they resonate, uh, you know, with the person I'm interviewing that they can find them and follow them and consume their content as well. So, um, I really enjoy collaborating with other practitioners and finding out what they're doing that, that works. And, you know, there's so many different um, issues in healing and in medicine that we really do need specialists, even within the holistic realm. And so I think it's really helpful for people to maybe find that person that, you know, focuses on thyroid or autoimmune, you know, where as I have focused on gut health and helping people reverse their type two diabetes. So, um, so yes, and is sort of the answer to that. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, it is so important. You're right. Like to really have that niche where you are focused on, you know, the, the gut health, you know, there's people focused on the thyroid. I, I think it's important to really have that niche and get crystal clear on what it is that you're specializing in. Right. Yes. I mean, um, you know, I think our own challenges is what sort of steers us to what we want to focus on and how we want to help people. I know for me, I was diagnosed with IBS when I was 23. And back then they didn't know a lot about it. And so the advice was, you know, a big shrug from my gastroenterologist. And he said, you could try some aloe vera juice. He's like, but other than that, there's this medicine that you can take. Uh, you know, he's like, but you'll have to take it for the rest of your life. And mm. I was like, hmm, no, thanks. I did try the aloe vera juice and it did help. But then that really, you know, spurred my thirst and my, you know, my seeking from there. And I had, you know, other things too, that at the time I didn't realize were connected, chronic migraines, anxiety, depression. Um, I always, even though I was an athlete, I struggled with my weight. And so it's really been an evolution and a journey for me, figuring out how all of these things really are connected because our body is a big organism. It's, you know, it's funny to me, even, you know, coming through pharmacy school and being a clinical pharmacist that we're taught things in isolation of each organ system or, you know, so yes, that's a good way to learn it, but I think it's important to bring it back and realize how it's all connected. So that if our gut is out of balance, all of those, not all, but a lot of neurotransmitters, which are, you know, the serotonin, the dopamine, the norepinephrine, the epinephrine, a lot of those are made in our gut and are transported to the brain for action. So if you have a really imbalanced gut, maybe you're on, you know, a PPI, which is a proton pump inhibitor, you're on something for, um, you know, acid reflux, or you have you know, constant uh, fluctuations between constipation and diarrhea, whatever it is, your gut is not probably producing all those neurotransmitters that they need to and getting them where they need to be to have that balanced action. So again, like the connection between our gut health, our mental health, um, you know, it's just one, one element of bringing connection back to how we look at our health and our healing. And again, you know, how that ripples out into our whole life. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and, you know, sharing this value on a unique topic that we don't often talk about, which I think is amazing, honestly, like, you know, we don't often talk about this and I'm super excited that I finally have the chance to get something like this on my show. So I just want to thank you again, Dr. May for coming on today with all kinds of value to add for not only myself, but my entire audience. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun. You know, this is, this is my jam. This is what I love to talk about. So (laughs) love it. And you have to continue doing it now. Um, Dr. Laura, uh, sorry, Lara, would you be, oh my goodness. Why do I keep butchering your name? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> it's been a long day, everybody. It's been a long day. You know me. Um, I wanted to make sure everybody knows um, the best way to connect with you if they're looking to reach out and hear more about, you know, maybe your coaching practices or anything else. Um, what What's the best way to reach you? 
So my website is drlaramay.com, D-R-L-A-R-A-M-A-Y.com. That's where you can find all of my retreats, my sessions, my services, my programs. It all lives there. On, I'm on all the socials at Dr. Lara May as well. So D-R-L-A-R-A-M-A-Y. I'm mainly on Instagram and Facebook. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, but same, just uh, type in Dr. Lara May and it'll come right up. And then of course, my podcast, Light Body Radio for, you know, your latest and um, most fun collaborative efforts between practitioners from both functional medicine and energy healing. Thank you so much, Dr. Lara. Now, um, group, if you're listening and enjoy, go check her out and, you know, connect with her, go check out the podcast, find her on Instagram or any of the socials, right? And if you like this episode, please subscribe And also, if you're wanting to come on, just like Dr. Lara did today, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, everybody. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.